Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you might be joining us. This is, of course, the Tulsa World Scene podcast, and I really don't know why I said the word, of course, but um, if you're here, well, of course, this is what you want to see. I'm here with my uh, colleague, Jimmy Trammell, to talk about some of the things that we have been uh, dealing with uh, in the world of uh, entertainment and arts and culture and um, various other things. Um it is um, uh, getting uh, to close to the, well, it is the holiday season. It's getting close to Christmas. And <clears throat> for those who appreciate live music, uh, they're, they're going to be gifted soon with uh, a brand new place uh, to hear it. And that's something that you've been uh, tracking down, Jimmy. Yeah, for a story that will be in Sunday's Tulsa World and online earlier, uh, we're getting a new addition to the Tulsa venue scene in 2024 with the Dome. And you ask, why would uh, somebody call a venue the Dome? And so, well, take a look. Uh, maybe it has a dome. <laughs> maybe it has a dome. But if, if you own, uh, I, I believe the address is 924 South Boulder, the first uh, scientist church, former first scientist church, has been purchased by a group. Uh, that is going to turn it into a music venue. And I got a tour recently with uh, the two co-founders of the group that purchased it. And uh, my the, the first floor is traditional first floor. The second floor, you walk up some stairs, and the word that I have for you is wow. I mean, it's granted, it's been stripped to the bones to be rebuilt. But you can see why these people wanted this uh, venue, uh, this church for a music venue. I mean, the, the the church services were held in the upper level, which is one giant room. And now well, that will be the performance area for concerts and that sort of thing. And it, it, it really catches your eye. Well, and, and <clears throat> even though um, apparently it's still uh, early days before they have their first show, it, it the place is already catching people's eyes because uh, the exterior has an installation by uh, uh, Rachel Hayes, who is a, uh, I believe she still lives in Tulsa. She came to Tulsa as part of the Tulsa Artist Fellows. And uh, she's known nationally for these large installations of uh, multicolored fabrics that... Mm, yes. She had she had a big uh, showing at Philbrook uh, several years ago, and these are her uh, installations that are on the outside to uh, sort of, uh, uh, I guess, get people you know ready that this is not going to be um, a house of, of 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 worship anymore. Um, I wonder if they're going to have to change the the designation. Because that neighborhood is known as Cathedral Square, because there were uh, there's a Holy Family Cathedral. There is, mm -hmm. I believe, it's First Christian Church. There's is it First Presbyterian? Uh, all right there, and then the I think that was the First Church of Christ Scientist. And so, so I wonder if they're going to have to change the name of the place. You you raise an interesting question, but uh, visually, from an exterior standpoint, it's been eye candy for Route 66 travelers for decades. I mean, it's a really impressive looking building just from the outside. I, I gave uh, the two gentlemen some bad information 
I told them that I thought that building had been used as the exterior, has these big pillars up front. I right. told them it had been used as the, for exterior shots of quote unquote city hall when Weird Al Yankovic shot UHF in Tulsa in 1989. And as a matter of fact, and I went and popped in the UHF Blu-ray or DVD and was comparing photos to confirm and know it. Sadly, it was not the building that was has UHF history. It's the church across the street that right. the city hall. Right. Okay. Well, and this is a <clears throat> in the the landscape of, of of Tulsa architecture. This is an unusual uh, little building. I mean, it doesn't look like it. It looks like it should be some kind of you know. It it kind of you know evokes the 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 Jefferson Memorial in Washington D.C. in in how it looks. And so it, it's always been a an intriguing uh, place. Now I know you've also done a lot of work about um, uh, Teresa Knox and her uh, refurbishing of the church studio. Are we seeing uh, something of a renaissance of <laughs> of churches being uh, put to um, perhaps less sacred uh, uh, uses for uh, in, for the coming years? Isn't it interesting now? There's two churches now that have been. Uh, reconfigured or will be reconfigured for music venues. And I, I know, at least in Leon Russell's case, it was very much a case where uh, there was a lot of gospel in him, even though he was a hardcore rock and roller. That's true. And and some people uh, pursue rock and roll with kind of a religious fervor. So it all kind of, kind of fits in. The people that are doing this, are they um, local, regional, from out of town? They're, they are local. And, uh, their, their goal is to have a venue, uh, you know, of a, of a uh, it'll, it'll be a, like a standing room only kind of venue, much like if you go to a show at Cane's, most shows at Cane's, but it, the attendance will be from like 800 to 1200, depending on what's going on. So it'll be a, a different size venue than say some of the ones we already have uh, in Tulsa, but it's, it's, I'm really glad I got to see inside because like I said, it's it's really impressive outside. And then once you go in and go to the second floor, boom. Okay. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that uh, coming this Sunday. Uh, speaking of things that are being, <clears throat> pardon me, put to um, different uses, um, if you go visit uh, the Guthrie Green Park in downtown, uh, you know, at one end of the park, there is the big open stage where there are lots of uh, performances of various kinds throughout the year. And then at the other, at the opposite end, there is what has been called the dock. Um, and one end of that, the east end, has been since 2012, when when Guthrie Green opened, um, has been the site for various restaurants to um, uh, try to, you know, cater to the, the, the crowd at the Guthrie Green and downtown diners. Uh, in general, the latest uh, occupant of that space is uh, in Fuego. And if that rings any kind of a bell, this was a spot that was at about 33rd in Peoria for a, a relatively brief period of time in the, um, in the early 2000s. Hmm. Um, was um, founded by the man who brought... Um, uh, help bring sushi to Tulsa, Greg, Greg Hughes, who owns the In the Raw restaurants. 
And it took, uh, it, it was in, inspired by the cuisine of Baja, California, but elevated very highly. Well, this isn't quite elevated highly, but it is very Baja inspired. Um, they brought a couple of things uh, from the original menu to this. Um, but as the chef says, it's basically a high level taco stand. Uh, but tacos aren't the only thing they serve. So they also have, I believe, 30, more than 30 uh, brands of tequila that range in price from $7.50 a serving to $70. Um, so take that into consideration. But it's uh, it's it's the new in Fuego. It's just recently opened, and we'll have a review of that uh, in uh, Wednesday's uh, Tulsa World, available at fine newsstands everywhere and online at TulsaWorld.com. Um, what else do you have coming up? I think you have another vaguely music-related uh, story that you'll be sharing with us I, on Friday. I do. In Friday's Tulsa World, we'll have an interview with uh, two members of the band Cliff Diver. And uh, they're a really different band with a mission to promote uh, mental health and help people through hard times because people in their band have been through hard times. And uh, to add insult to injury, times got harder in May when they had a, uh, a traffic accident traveling to Las Vegas uh, by way of the Turner Turnpike. And just a horrific freak accident almost killed, you know, A, the driver, and then, uh, and then because he was the driver, the van was just careening down the highway with all the other passengers thinking, you know, they were on a uh, collision course with something, you know, whatever they were going to hit. But they all survived safely, and they'll play uh, not Christmas Eve, but Christmas Eve Eve, December 23rd at Kane's Ballroom. But we'll have a story of uh, two of those band members recounting that uh, really horrific day uh, in May. Okay. All right. Well, we will also have uh, this weekend a review of uh, Tulsa Ballet's The Nutcracker. This is the third year for the new uh, production, which is um, very much a, a, a Tulsa-oriented um, production in, in the sense that all the great, well, Tulsa, New Zealand, uh, the, the, the designer is from New Zealand. But um, uh, also, it is probably, I think I can say safely, it is the only version of the Nutcracker that has not one, but two dancing golden drillers. Um, so <laughs> something, to keep, something to keep an eye out for in that. And that'll be coming up uh, later this week. Uh, Why isn't this the name of our podcast, The Dancing Golden Drillers? But I the don't, Dancing I don't Golden Drillers. Well, because probably people would expect us to dance and and. I don't know about you, but that's not a site. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm out on that deal. Fit, fit, fit for human consumption. So, all right. Well, um, although if somebody wants to pay us a great deal, and we mean we're talking a great deal of money up front, we will consider it. So we'll leave you all with that thought. Thank you all for joining us for this episode. And we will bid you a pleasant good day and a better tomorrow. Behave.